Hi, my name's Brooke. This is another um, edition of our podcast, Life With No Filter. I'm here with Rod, Vanessa and Kavita. We, um, we've all, we all know each other because we've all got brain injuries and we've become good friends and we've decided to start doing a podcast to talk about these things. Um, today we're talking, going to talk about humour. I feel a bit under pressure to be funny, but <laughs> I brought no jokes for you. But <clears throat> I suppose my relationship with humour is, I kind of realised a while ago that there's not, you know, you've got a, you've got a brain injury. There's nothing you can do about it, and the only choice that you have is how you react to it. And um, I just thought. There was um, so you're gonna. There's plenty of things relating to brain injury, like just happened then, like I lost all my words. You're gonna, you're gonna forget loads. You're gonna forget this stuff. You're gonna make various, um, various mistakes in your life. These are gonna happen. So it's up to you. You can either take it seriously, in which case you're gonna end up depressed, or you can just have a laugh about it and just see the lighter side of it. Um, as I say, I don't have any jokes. <laughs> I don't think I'd be comfortable telling any, but um, one thing as well was something that I noticed, that I noticed is that um, my ability to get jokes uh, is um, I'm, not as, I'm not as good, I'm not as quick at thinking, I'm not as sharp anymore. Um, the first thing I'll go back to was um, back when I was in hospital, the first time I noticed that I was I had a slower level of thinking was um, one of my, well, I was, I got managed to get my mobile phone when I was in hospital, um, despite my parents um, did, um, protesting it, but I managed to get it. And uh, one of my mates sent me a joke and it was, it, the joke was, um, someone who knows is selling venison for 15 pound a kilo. Do I think that's dear? And um, <laughs> it's like a classic joke, but it went totally straight out of my head. And so I had, I had this, like this whole, everybody, all these guys in my ward were all debating over the fact that 15 pound was, um, 15 pound was <laughs> expensive for some venison. And I, I replied to him just in a total straightforward way. And he was just like, that was a joke. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it just went over my head. It just, it, um, it's happening again. <laughs> it doesn't, um, see, see, that's what I mean. Things like this happen all the time. It's not, this is 15 years on. It still happens to me, but um, it's not going to, you know, it's not, I mean, obviously it has got better, but it's not going to go away. Your brain injury is not going to go away. So it's kind of how you react to it. Um, I don't know. Has anyone got any? Anybody else got any jokes? What about you, Rod? <laughs> well, I've got a joke. What did the drummer name his daughters? Anna one, Anna two, Anna three. <laughs> <laughs> <That's not. laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> um. So my sense of humour's changed. I think. Um. I no longer get sarcasm, and I say to my husband, "Well, you're just not funny." But it, I'm far more literal now. And if you think sarcasm, sarcasm is sort of saying the opposite to what you mean, isn't it? Yeah. And certainly subtlety and nuance have gone. So I'm not, I wouldn't say that I've got a slapstick sense of humour, 
but it, it has to be more obvious, really. Simpler. Um, simpler and straightforward and yeah, yeah. Um, also, I can't cope with banter, um, which is sort of, you know, a sort of sense of humour, isn't it? It's like taking the mickey out of each other. And to me, it sounds like arguing or bickering. Um, and I, do, I actually find that quite stressful when actually people are just taking the mickey out of each other, but I take it literally. I'm, yeah, glad, you said, I'm glad you said that because I, I hadn't really realised that, but, but I knew I, I, I'm not very good in big groups of blokes who would be, you know, having banter. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think I don't think I was ever actually very funny to begin with, right? But, but <laughs> seriously, right? I just don't think I was, and I, I think I was always far too serious. But it definitely has reduced. And and one of those situations is when you're with a, in with a, a bunch of lads, and you know uh, your age group, and there'll be things that they're finding funny, and you, I'm trying to work out, are they arguing, bickering, or, or, or what? So yeah. I'm, glad you, I'm yeah. glad you said that. <laughs> also, yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, I wouldn't be in a, a big group anyway, but I, I can't follow a conversation, so I certainly wouldn't be able to follow banter in a, in a group of people. But um, also, I'm not quick-witted enough to have a retort. If you think when it, banter is about coming back quickly with yeah. it's like an answer to that and I'm just it's gone, gone over my head and I've, I think of something I'll say three hours later but by then I've forgotten it but I've just not and um, I think if you've got a poor memory as well you forget jokes so yeah we're so everything I've just said makes us sound like we're a bit boring yeah <laughs> so Rod, but Rod I, wasn't funny anyway and now he's got something less funny yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. i'm dead I, I i i do sometimes feel like mr bloody serious you know i i feel like you know and i'm i'd be absolutely brilliant in a debate about the presidential election or something like that <laughs> but but just being in a pub with a bunch of fellas no i'm i'm i'm, I'm more well you can't go it. in a pub with a with anybody at the moment so oh, no. uh, yeah, that's actually yeah, saved so me that, you see, that's, why, that's why i like lockdown lockdown is simple you know it's uh you know you don't have to be funny someone said a joke to me and we were having a conversation and because it i had such a delayed understanding of the joke i was laughing like five minutes later and they'd moved on to something else <laughs> yeah 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 on that, on that subject i thought um not being able to follow conversations and not being quick-witted and whatnot. Social media was something that I really liked because um, yeah, you can appear normal on social media because that's because like you get a few seconds to think of a reply. Yeah, you don't in, in normal conversation. It's, it's just but also you see not... it written down, don't you? Yeah, and you got yeah. So, so yeah, so you've got longer to to think about it and. Um... Yeah, I was going to say, do you think after a year of not being out in social groups, it's going to be better or worse? Because do you think everybody's going to be a little bit more on delay and that'll help us? Or they'll be so desperate to be having some banter that it'll just be, it'll be like they're speed dating and, oh, right. and it'll be a nightmare to keep up with them. We've been, um, you know, things have sprung up over the past year, you know, during lockdown. And um, who's the, 
woman comedian from the northeast, Sarah Millican. Yeah. On a on a Wednesday night, she does a thing called Playground, and it's um, her and three or four other comedians who try out their work. But I mean, it's all done on on Zoom, um, and you join as the audience. It costs you three pounds or whatever. But if you think comedians, stand-up comedians, have to hone their their skills. So I think people do, even in lockdown, we still crave having a laugh. And I think actually in adverse circumstances, you need it even more. Um, Especially when all, all you've been, all you've heard for so long every day is, you know, coronavirus and how many people have died. And it's, you know, it's mm. don't want to disrespect that, but it's, it's, it's just so depressing, isn't it? And you do want a, a break from it. <laughs> I was saying, you know, the banter thing that you were saying earlier, because I'm still on that conversation. <laughs> but the banter thing you were saying um, earlier. So my son and my husband at the dinner table have banter. And sometimes when they're having banter, I think that they're having an argument. Between yes, well, that's the same. Yeah. And I get so like upset. I don't get like angry or anything. I get really, really upset. And I'll be like, why are, you, why are you being like that with each other? Can you just stop, please? And I don't know what it is, but it just like hits a different nerve. Um, but, but the banter thing, I'm just like not getting. And then when um, my children realized very quickly that I couldn't understand jokes um, anymore, um, they started to do a thing where they do inverted commas. Yes. And say... We're telling you a lighthearted yeah. joke. Yeah. So they say that before they say the jokes. I'm like ready. I'm getting ready for it. Um, and it's it's quite funny that they've made that a joke anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah. So they sort of tell me. So I'm like, uh, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. My, mine go. They say it and then they go joke, mom. You know, because I'm sort of just about to yeah. get into the upset mode or something yes you have to be you have to be told that you're like ready to laugh but I think you know you have to see the funny side of life because oh, I don't know miserable, sorry Brooke I said otherwise you'll be miserable yeah 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 so um but I mean it's not to trivialize our condition but it's just to that's how you get through. You have to laugh at the fact that you've forgotten something or you fell asleep during a film or you keep losing things. But I'm not sure, like, we joke about it amongst ourselves and, our, you know, and our families. But if anybody I didn't really know took the mickey out of me for forgetting something or being tired... That's that different. might hit a nerve. So there yeah. is actually quite a, a fine line, isn't there? Like, we can take the mickey out of ourselves, but if anybody else did, I, even if it was banter, I think I'd, I'd be upset by it. So I think that's, that's the difference between having a bit of a laugh and then your pride taking a, a, a hit, if you like. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, because it is, is a fine line. I, and... I, I haven't been very good at this at all, actually. And some of the lighter moments with Helen has been when we've been able to 
joke a little bit about it because then I actually help think it helps the person you're living with a little bit as well because we all know this is as hard for them uh, easily yes. as it is for us. So when when you both can share a little bit of a joke, I feel like it just takes that. It sort of disperses of the the um, situation. So instead of exploding into an argument, actually, sometimes you have to just stand back and laugh, don't you? Yeah. But I remember, um, it, you know, being back in hospital and. You know, if you have a catheter and you have, is it a colostomy bag that you have? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a particularly pleasant thing to have, but even the, the nurses used to joke about, right, I'm just changing your, your Prada bag over for a Gucci. And, you know, you have to, and something as, it's not grotesque, but something as unpleasant as that, you still have to make light of it. Um, also remember, so um, it was, I was 48 um, when I had my uh, brain brain hemorrhage. Um, my mother-in-law was 75. I mean, a very active, fit 75-year-old, but she was quite, you know, a generation older than me. And, um, you know, I had to learn to walk again. And we, we went down to the, the pharmacy and she was pushing me in the wheelchair. So there's a 75-year-old pushing a 48-year-old, which must have looked comic. But then she couldn't get me up over the curb. So I had to, like, hop out of the wheelchair to do it. And, like, people were going past. And I just found it hysterically funny. But it was, like, um, a bad situation. But you just have to laugh about it because it was, it was comic. And it's almost like when things... I mean, that's not really bad, but if adversity pushes you into that you have to, if you can't laugh you'll cry so but i i've I also found as well that um different things make me laugh compared to what they did before i don't know it's just like really strange is it because like like my personality has changed a little bit and i do see things in a different way and we do like I do need to have that simple understanding. I just think like different things make me laugh now. It's not the same kind of humor <laughs> that makes me laugh. But but what's really nice is my family around me have actually learned to um, notice the things that make me laugh and that make me smile. And, and yeah, I just think that's just changed. Has anyone else had that? Yeah, I mean, I think now, um, I can't think how my sense of humour has changed, but there are far more times now that I'm having hysterical giggles and cannot stop laughing than eight years ago. So, but I think that might be, I don't know what triggers it, but maybe I'm just more relaxed and not so uptight and stressed about oh, things. Sorry. So. But you know, my sense of humour must have changed, but I can't give an example of what I found funny before and what I found find funny now. I think it's it's. I can't remember myself before, really, Carol. No. <laughs> I don't know if I've changed or not. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never been a fan of, um, like Faulty Towers. I find it painfully 
I, I, that's not my sense of humour uh, or carry on films or things like that. But it makes it sound that that's what I'm like now because I need the just uh, something is obviously funny, but I, I can't, I'm not uh, explaining my way. I know Helen, the kids sometimes occasionally will tell me some of the things I was saying while I was in the hospital in that, in that first week, you know, where you might have. Uh, is it hypercapsulous? You're all drugged up and you, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. So, and some of the stuff that I was talking about, and, and I think, it, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think I was plotting because I thought I was being held against my will. So I was plotting yeah, yeah. how to get out and, you know, and this type of thing. And and you you do you do have to have a bit of a laugh at that because otherwise, you know, it must be very scary for them hearing some me talk this random thing. Um, but... Uh, um, I wish they had actually recorded it. <laughs> it would have been quite <laughs> useful to see. But um, yeah, I, th I think it's quite good when they tell you stuff like that as well, because it's all about finding out what it was like for them, because you can be so wrapped up in your own world, especially at hospital. It's quite nice to actually know what they were going through. And, and, and if they find it funny as well, humorous, that's actually quite nice, because then you know it hasn't, penetrated badly yeah, if that I'm makes sense. sure at the time they didn't find it funny no, no no my family said that was the scariest thing once you know like you haven't died on the operating table but what have they left your brain like because yeah. the things that i was saying and coming out with were you know the same well you know being left with this absolute barn pot well i thought um margaret thatcher was the prime minister and I thought I was in 1985, so I must have been like 12 years old or something. And then I thought that I was having a baby, which is my brain trying to make sense. <laughs> no, I'd, I, um, I'd had a miscarriage. That was why I was there. But Ooh. I, in, sorry, in my mind. Yeah. But I, I think that was because I associated hospital with childbirth. Yeah, because you know you're trying to you're picking up tiny bits of evidence almost, or you know, and it's like an association. I was talking yeah. about this morning because I'm from Scarborough, like a small town. So hospital for me, I've never known another hospital. Hospital was Scarborough Hospital, and um, it was like the three months I was in, um, well, what was Hope Hospital now, Salford Royal Hospital. I thought I was in Scarborough Hospital. I even knew where I was, what um, what route I was in. But um, I think it was my sister's boyfriend took me outside uh, in my wheelchair. And uh, yeah, I didn't know yeah, yeah you couldn't see the sea, so you thought, oh no, no I must be yeah. in Salford. <laughs> I, I I think I thought I was being held against my will, so I think there was some dark Northern Irelandism in there. You yeah. know, I was being kidnapped <laughs> by some terrorists or something. You know, but. Um, I was plotting to try to get out. It's a wonder I didn't make some sort of rope out of bed sheets and jump out the window. That would have been ironic, wouldn't it? Brain, brain the surgery saved me, and then I break my spine or something and jump out of the window. <laughs> Thinking, you know, too many Jerry Maguire type movies, or not Jerry Maguire, what's his name? Um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. Dun, 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 <laughs> the other thing was as well, like because I'd like, while I was there and I was saying all these other things, I actually forgot certain people as well. Like I didn't remember certain people. My husband was like so scared that I wouldn't remember who he was. Um, so anyway, thankfully I did. 
And yeah, one of the one of the things that I do joke about quite a lot with him though now is that he does always say that you're so different. Like you have been married to you for so many years and now I'm like married to a different person. So I do mm. sort of joke around a bit with him to say you've had two wives. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is you do have to take it a little bit lighthearted and you do have to try and be a little bit sort of mindful of those around you as well. You've got one choice, you've got two choices, haven't you? You can either be miserable by or you can be yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm um um was it too binary or one day I'm 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 full of the joys and then the next minute I'm completely miserable. You know <laughs> I, I'm, I'm never the same two days in a row, I don't think. Put it you know. down to tiredness. Just say that you're tired. It's fine. Hello. Yeah. Oh God, damn. I'm tired as well. You set us all off. Oh, oh well, I've got goodness. another joke for you. What do aliens like to eat? Mars mallows. Okay. Mm. Um, this is off from your board, isn't it? Yeah. Why did the potato cry? Don't tell me this is an Irish joke. <laughs> because its peelings were hurt. Oh. No, that's so. Um, I mean, if you got it, so it could be here about twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, so she's here no, all night. Talk talking about um, humor and advertis in adversity. Um, I can't claim any credit here, but my husband and daughter decided um, when lockdown was first announced on the twenty third of March. 2020 that they put out a daily joke outside the house on the on the curb so they mm. um um got an a board and you know the quest the question was on one side and the answer was on the other so they thought that originally we were just going to be um locked down for three weeks i thought well we can find 21 jokes and actually uh it went on for uh 398 days is it still going? No, it stopped on Sunday. Oh. Um, because it just had to st stop sometime and it just felt like the right thing. But, you know, you miss, um, I mean, workmen's vans always used to slow down and, you know, they breathe and people had loads of dot waters went past. I mean, we raised. Um, over six hundred pounds for charity, just from you know, if you find this funny, send us a fiver sort of thing. So you know, didn't I think it just made people a bit. I bet there's people missing that now, you know. Well, there are. Yeah, yeah. We'll be having counselling sessions for it. So no, but we've had um, just a, um, a, a Christmas. We had cards and presents saying thank you, and when we finish, we've had. Um, card as well you're saying thank you for you know keeping us going for the last 400 days that's brilliant uh, yeah you should put it's it really... into a book you should actually put it into a book mm. with people's messages in there lockdown the joke yeah. that got you through lockdown well look there is um so um at one time when it got to 100 days they could vote on their favorite joke um, and also they used to do shout outs. So you now if it was somebody's birthday or whatever, 
Um, and if you had a joke, you could send it in. So if anybody walked past and said, oh, that's awful, you say, well, if you could do better, just let us know. And like the, you know, the test was that adults used to sort of go past and groan and like raise their eyebrows. And then, you know, you get children running past and, you know, a six-year-old reading it and, oh, it, it was it was lovely, but it was, you know, yeah. after nearly 400 days of having to go out every single night because uh, it used to get changed about 11 o'clock at night. Um, Vanessa, so, yes. 398. You're only two yeah. of 400. I, I think you've got to do, bring it back. No, 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 because, hang on. Well, we've done over 400 jokes because some days there were like bonus jokes and things like that. But 400 felt on a, fell on a Tuesday. Well, a Tuesday's a boring day, isn't it? So we, we ended it on a Sunday. Right. So, um, oh, I think yeah. that's such an amazing thing. And I think I, I could imagine so many people would have appreciated that. Yes, I'm sure the uh, traffic. Sorry. How much did you raise? I think it was six hundred and twelve pounds. I have oh. to check with Abby. It we we did it for the um oh the food bank charity. What? What's it called? Um, Marcus Rashford. Do you remember the? Oh, yeah, oh, the yeah. He set up a charity before Christmas, and we did it for that. So they did loads of so on uh, V Day. Um, who did had uh, Churchill there um, smoking a cigar? He was a, a mannequin, all dressed up. We converted my daughter's car that became a tank with Montgomery standing on, uh, coming out the top of it. Uh, there was bunting. I don't know. Um, oh, the effort. The effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Christmas, Christmas. There were lights and everything, and. Um, had a Christmas tree with a like an advent calendar, you know, one to twenty-five, and um, you know, so there was a joke for each day. So no, no, they really went to town, and it it was great because it gave us a purpose, and it also gave people used to stop and chat. So we've made friends with neighbours beyond, you know, the immediate just through the through the joke. And if people say, "Where do you live?" You say, oh, you know, but we're the joke. Oh, yeah, oh, brilliant, brilliant. So, anyway, that's completely off brain no, 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 but, but it's just showing that humour can make people smile. And sometimes that might just be that things that turns their day into being okay rather than being awful, you know? So, I, I reckon yeah. you're going to have to do something for Christmas. I think you've got to start planning now. We're talking a manger. Uh, we're talking a, 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 a star. What, a lie, a, a light lie, show. Baby. We need a light show. And maybe you could, ah, you could, you could, you could, you could have like the nativity play like that was on telly and you could, you know, we could beam it. We could, we could broadcast it live on Radio Ulti. There you go. Right. And what are we going to have? Like sheep and donkeys. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throw the whole lot in. If you... I, you know what I think would be really good? You could do a, a, a joke, a minute of jokes or something on the radio. Is a minute a long time to like... Um, doesn't uh, Tim Vine, doesn't Tim Vine hold the record for telling the most gags in an yeah, hour or something yeah, like that? Right. He's Because right. he's very quick. I mean, if you watch, I mean, there's so many sort of quiz shows on 
telly now. And it seems to me that um, comedians do really well at, at them. And I think quick it's thinking. They, have, they have to be quick thinking, you know, with, you know, with the banter and the retort and whether which is, you know, I'm just the complete opposite of a stand-up comedian. Katita, <laughs> I'm not a minute can be very long on radio, especially in my show. Actually, uh, it probably it sounds like more like an hour. Like having, you know, like you have like that that happy minute. Let's have a, a minute of being happy. <laughs> just. Like, that's a really good idea, I think. Yeah. The, ha the happy minute on the lockdown. Well, there you go, the rest God, of it's miserable, but the, the one minute is lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to have a daily joke on your show, Rod. So uh, yes, um, it's all about delivery, though, Vanessa. So if something in your house. Yeah, but these record, are you just have to read out. What do you call a disappearing aeroplane? Boeing going gone. So that's another thing. When you're selecting the jokes, it has to be, I don't know, aimed at, a, say, an eight-year-old's got to be able to understand it, and it's got to be a question and a punchline because it's got to be on either side of the board. So that does narrow it down a bit. When I, when I got into public speaking, something I wanted to go, I wanted to give a go was um, stand-up comedy, and I don't know if I could... Yeah. I've got a mate called Ben, Ben Shevelin. He was actually on first dates and um and he um he, he does that and he, he he's done really well at it. He does like stand-up comedy, but it's all about he's got a brain injury, that's why Oh wow. Because um and he just does you know, just takes the mick out of himself and Yeah. Well I think that's what we do, isn't it? We you... We have to take the you have to take the Mickey out of yourselves, otherwise you know. Turn it into a profession. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely think that you could actually do that. Like I could abs I absolutely could see you doing that. And you need prompts though, Brooke, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I used to do that. Ben used to um, with they used to take a piece of paper up, and it it does look a bit naff. But um, you know, fair play to him for doing it. But then. Um, He's, he's like learned his sets since, and I just I don't know. I wouldn't dare do it. Like I've done the um, the safe drive stay alive. I've done yeah emergency services, and I, I dare go up. That's in front of five hundred people, and um, I don't I've not dared do it yet without um, without my notes. I'm going to have to do it if we do it again. But it's just just the thought of like mm. like it happened but before when when I just go silent. If that happened in front of five hundred people, I would feel so silly. <laughs> but I think going back to being a stand-up comedian, you must feel so vulnerable because it's like immediate. If people don't laugh or if depends they call you, what audience you get, I think, and it depends. Like, I think like the, the Frog and Bucket do one in uh, in Manchester. That's a, a comedy show. Yeah, comedy what or comedy club, and um, a lot of like famous comedians started there. And uh, that's it. I find it's you get like a comedy audience, you know, people who want to laugh, and then you get people maybe like, I've, I don't know, I've been to like the comedy club and they've seen people yeah. die on stage, like stag do's and stuff like that. And yeah. they want to be, you know, make it difficult for you. But they, they, what I've seen there, they do a thing called um, the gong show. So you've got to keep going till the, till the gong goes off. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you should absolutely try it. I, I would come and see you if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, once someone's crowd's coming, yeah, public speaking was something I was, you know, trying to get into, but um, crowds haven't really been the, the in thing this, this year, so you never know. 
Oh, well, here's another one. What's the opposite of a croissant? Croissant. A happy uncle. Oh. So you have to the you have to put the accent on there. <laughs> what does a dog say before lunch? Bone appetite. Mm, God. Like like jokes out of crackers, these aren't they? These, oh, yeah. Are. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the level. Right, come on. Um, right, this is the last one. What do you call a telescope that keeps bumping into stuff? A kaleidoscope. Oh, that's not bad. Oh. Right. Okay. Right. I'm not telling anymore. <laughs> I don't oh, really it... remember any jokes from. Before. Well, I was just reading them from my phone, so don't <laughs> you know? And it's not. I haven't got them off tap. I have to. Uh, I have to read them. Um, so yeah. Well, I think in conclusion, you have to laugh. Well, oh, she cry. So uh, yeah, in, keep on laughing. <laughs> in in whether you've got a brain injury or not, it's yeah. So better to be happy than yeah. You know, it's better, much better to see somebody with a smile on the face than somebody with a frown, isn't it? And it's also that community feel as well, like just to um, enjoy it, whether it's with your family or friends, and just trying to understand that you know it's yeah. <laughs> and if if they're your if they're your close friends and if they're your close family they'll yeah, yeah. before the dance is not real so don't worry about it <laughs> all right, right so, until next time then guys yeah, okay see you. Bye. see you soon bye bye